school. Gonna be stolen, I think, by the doctor. Yes, he's got it. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. Stolen by Bird on the cut to DJ. Yeah! Put the up for Kobe Bryant. New era. Oh! A jawbreaker! Curry, way down to bang! It's all basketball. A spectacular move by Michael Jordan. Lace him up. It's time for 1010XL's Open Gym. Leading the break, here's R.J. Saunders. It is the basketball show for the basketball fan. Hello and welcome to Open Gym here on a Sunday, a noon start time on a Sunday. Glad you can be with us, R.J. Saunders, along with Casey Dobson. Your way into the show, the text line, 641-1010. We will have 10-year NBA vet and Orlando Magic television color analyst for Bally Sports Florida, Jeff Turner. We'll be joining the program at 12-15. What a win by the Orlando Magic. Paulo Bancaro with a clutch, clutch shot in what the final moments shot. of the game. Two in a row now for the Orlando Magic, who are looking to get into the playoffs, not having to do it via the play-in. And they will have a game tonight that we will actually air on 1010XL and 92.5 FM against the Atlanta Hawks, pregame, in-game, and postgame beginning at 6.30. So, to start this off, and I guess we can put Paulo Bancaro in the middle of this as well, uh, ESPN First Take, uh, whether you love the show, like the show, hate the show, they did come up with a topic that I didn't believe we would ask yet, but as you continue to see LeBron James and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, I, I, I think the longer in the tooth they get in their careers here, it is getting towards the end. And one big question that they did have was who is the next face of the NBA? And I akin it to this. Paul Heyman, for all the wrestling fans out there, he he basically put it like this for the wrestling fans. The business has to go on once I leave. Guys like The Rock left, Cena left, Roman Reigns. If we leave the WWE and the the wrestling world doesn't know how to move on and acquire talent and have talent move forward for that next generation, then what are we doing? Essentially saying the show goes on. However, I do have a problem as of right now. I do not know who the face is or who the face is going to be who is next in line do we have do we have that jj reddick clip ready jj reddick was on espn first take and here was his uh synopsis on who the next face of the nba is going to be give me one second we had a caller come in I'm is approaching where steph and LeBron, they're not going to be here forever. They're not going to be playing at this level forever. It is interesting because I read all the players' comments for over the weekend because they were all asked about it. And they all talked about it has to be organic. Like, we can't choose who the next face of the league is. It has to be organic. And, and a lot of times, I would say most of the time, it comes with winning. It comes with winning a championship. Kobe became the face of the league because he won. MJ became the face of the league because he won. Magic, Larry, they won. That's why they were the face of the league. The other point about this, 
that I think is important, because Stephen A. has touched on this many times in the past. You have to want to be the face of the league. Mm. Kawhi doesn't want to be the face of the league. He's a two-time finals MVP. Jokic doesn't want to be famous. Jokic doesn't want to be the face of the league. So when you start looking at, well, which guys could be the face of the league, in terms of American players, I, I think it's Tyrese Halliburton. I think it's Jason Tatum. I certainly think it's Anthony Edwards. I, it could be someone else. But there has to be, I think, the embrace of being a face of the league. There has to be the personality, the dynamic nature of the player and the person to become the face of the league. None of us thought Steph Curry in 2008, 2009 was going to eventually become the face of the league. But he is. We can't predict these things. My question, actually, for both of you guys, because we've had five straight MVPs mm -hmm. that are all internationally born. Right. And if you look at the MVP race this year, it's the same situation, mm -hmm. right? It's Luka, it's Shea, it's uh, Embiid, or uh, Embiid before he got hurt, it's Giannis, it's Jokic again, mm -hmm. right? Is it bad for the league that the best players are internationally born? Here's something that I want to underline for what he said. Well, two things, actually. One... He says that you have to win and it, that this has to be an organic thing. And winning is kind of going to be that separator between who's going to be the next face of the league. I'm looking at Anthony Edwards. I don't I don't know if Minnesota is going to win this year. I, I don't know if Minnesota is going to win at all, even if they don't win this year. Next year, is that an option for them? Is Minnesota going to be a team that we say is – Finally figuring it out. They're finally getting over the hump. Jason Tatum, he believes he's the best player in the entire NBA. Here's Jason Tatum with Malika Andrews talking about how well he's playing. Who do you think's the best player in the NBA right now? Uh, myself. Is that have you always had that kind of confidence? Because I don't I asked you that question a year ago and you said it was Giannis. So what's given you that confidence? I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys in the league. Yeah. Giannis for sure. Um, Jokic obviously just won. Embiid, guys that won MVPs. And the list goes on. The league is in a great place. I truly do believe every time I step on the floor, I'm the best player. He may be okay with being the best player in the league. But the face of the NBA, there's a certain cachet that has to go with that. There's a certain want that has to go with that. And J.J. Redick is saying, is there a guy in the NBA? Look at Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi didn't want to be the face. Kawhi, that, that's just not who he is. I'm, to bring in a former Orlando Magic player, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway, if he hadn't have had the injuries in which he had, when he was healthy, he was one of the guys that the NBA wanted to be the face of the league. Now, he was a quiet guy, and I believe – what happened in terms of marketing was a great idea. You get Chris Rock and Little Penny. And whatever Penny was saying in his head, Little Penny would say out loud. That was great marketing. But I don't know if there is a guy out there in the NBA as of right now who, want, who wants to be the face. The league is changing, and that's it, it's a good thing to some. It's a bad thing to many. I think that the love of the game for today's players, you have to have a certain love in order to get to the NBA, but the love that we saw from guys 
like Jordan, Dr. J, Kobe, it may be fizzling out. They like the game. They like the lifestyle. They like the fact that they're better than the average player, better than the average guy. To be in the NBA is a huge honor, and it shows that you're one of the top players in all the world. But who wants it? Do you, do you out there have a person that you can say is someone who is going to be the face of the NBA? We already have our face. Is it John Morant? John Morant just found himself in trouble a little bit. Is the NBA willing to put money behind him? Anthony Edwards, I think by far he's one of the top ten players in the league. ESPN kind of did a horrible thing where they're now they're trying to compare him to 84 Jordan, but that's neither here nor there. We're not going to get into that conversation yet. Does he want to? Jokic doesn't want to be famous, and Jokic has kind of this dark humor to him or this cachet to him to where he says, listen, you know, I really don't watch a lot of basketball. Um, you know, I don't – after the season, I don't care about basketball. I want to race horses. I don't care – Giannis just just came out not too long ago and says he's not he's not concerned about where he ranks amongst the best. And he's not trying to be in this bubble of being best player in the league, face of the league, things of that nature. Because Giannis, in my opinion, he won the game of life. This guy came from humble beginnings, family moves to Greece. This guy was essentially a no-name. The Milwaukee Bucks and their scout team go out there to Greece, see him play. They see the potential there. He brought them an NBA championship. He's won MVP of the league. He's won in the game of life. Does that now equal him having to be the face of the NBA? And we'll talk about this more in the second half of our show with international guys. Is there an international player or is it going to be an international player that's going to be the face of the league? But as far as right now, I can't I can't call it yet. I can. That's a tough thing to do. I remember in the early 2000s, you would have these arguments. Is it Kobe's league or is it Tracy McGrady's league? Allen Iverson's also placed in there. Grant Hill, when Michael Jordan left for that year, year and a half, they wanted Grant Hill to be the face. Grant Hill thought it was too early. Said, no, I don't, I don't think so yet. But they loved them from Grant Hill, the NBA did. LeBron James comes in the league. Is it LeBron's league? Is it Kobe's league? Then you have Steph, you have LeBron, you have Kevin Durant. Who's, who's in that mix? Who do you have as your face of the league? Now we're starting to ebb a little bit past that. Who's now the face? And if the NBA doesn't know yet, because I don't know, I think the NBA is now scrambling to figure this out. And you have names out there. But who is the guy? You have a lot of talent. But do you know? Can the media pose questions and say it's between person A and person B? Are we there yet? I don't think so. Should be an interesting thing that we'll talk about later into the show because I think Paulo Bancaro may be a name that we have to put here. And we'll talk about that with Jeff Turner. He's the TV color analyst for Bally Sports Florida and the Orlando Magic. He'll have the game tonight as the Magic take on the Atlanta 
Hawks. 641-1010 is how you can get to the program. When we come back, the Magic trying to go for three in a row. Can they avoid going to the playoffs via the play-in? Jeff Turner talks about that with us next. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville, it's all hoops. Open gym on 1010XL. It was important. Uh, it was a hard game. And, uh, you know, I, I just, <clears throat> I've been sick, you know. Walk me through the emotions that you're feeling right now to help this team get a win in this hard game against the Pistons tonight. Oh, my God, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's just been tough, man. I've been feeling terrible. I played terrible, and uh, I just give credit to my teammates, man. They, uh, they they lifted me up the whole game. I don't know why I'm crying right now. Um, it was a hard game, and uh, I'm proud of my team for sure. Man, Carroll, 10. Backs it out. Down to five. He'll go to work. Step back. Over Durant. Shot is up. Oh! Ben Caro drills it. And a foul. Chance for a three-point play. Big time Ben Caro. Take your shot. It's Open Gym on 1010XL. The Orlando Magic winners of two in a row. Paolo Bancaro at the forefront of that admittedly didn't have the greatest of performances, but his team believed in him to hit a game winner to move past the Detroit Pistons. With that, we are joined by Jeff Turner. He is the color analyst for the Orlando Magic, also 10-year NBA veteran, and he joins us now on Open Gym. Mr. Turner, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. That was uh, fun listening, recapping that call from uh, Dante Marcatelli last night. That was a lot of fun in a wild, wild basketball game. Absolutely, sir. And that's really where I want to start. You you hear Paolo Bancaro talk about he didn't have the greatest of games, but his team believed in him to take the final shot, have the ball in his hand, say we live and die with you. Just talk about Apollo and the team for for that team to say listen we have other guys that are able to take those shots like a Franz Wagner for example but we believe in you Paulo you're you're our guy you're the face of our team we want you having the ball in your hands just talk about the team and them having that belief in Paulo Bancaro yeah I think that's one of the things that uh makes this uh this group uh so uh, fun to be around is they they do have a great belief in one another uh, and it really starts with head coach Jamal Mosley I mean there were times when you know Paolo Paolo is one of those guys he wants he wants to be great but he wants to be great with his guys um, if that makes any sense you know he, he wants to lift his team up and um, I think you could tell in that soundbite uh, you know, he hasn't. He has been under the weather. He has, you know, not been a part of a lot of the shoot-arounds and uh, things. He's pretty worn out. And I think what you hear is um, that emotion from that appreciation. Absolutely. Um, obviously, he left it all out there. You know, when, when you play so hard, you're not feeling well. Sometimes you can't control your emotions, and it just kind of all spills out. And a lot of times it comes out in tears. But, um I think it was the right play. You know, uh, Detroit 
uh, you know, there were options to the play. Detroit defended it a certain way, and we were able to get Paolo the basketball. And like he's done throughout the year, I think Paolo is, you know, of, uh, of players around the NBA, like third in clutch points, those points with, you know, under five right. uh, minutes to go in the game. Um, and so you lean on guys like that and, uh, and, and great ones like Paolo, the, you know, with the, that special something, um, have a way of, you know, making big shots in crucial moments. So it was a lot of fun. You know, I really, um, I, I personally, you know, I've been around a long time and to see a young man like Paolo, just 21 years old. And the, the, the thing that you see is he cares, right? Like, yes. you know, I think so many people believe, you know, like the NBA, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's a business and everything. Right. And it is, all those things are true, right. but that's a young man that cares about the Orlando magic and his teammates. And it's just, it's just really refreshing. Absolutely. And when you talk about this Orlando magic team, you get two strong wins, one coming via the game winner last night, but you defeat a very good Cleveland team. You now win against Detroit. Your focus is now on the Atlanta Hawks and you're looking to go for three in a row here. If you can do that, Coming out of the All-Star break and your winners of three straight, for a young team like this that is looking to get into the NBA playoffs this year, what can that do for their confidence if they come out of the All-Star break, winners of three in a row? Oh, I think it's huge. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you know, people around you start watching the standings and everything, and it's, you know, there there's uh, kind of a little bit of a log jam, really. It's yeah. almost going back to number four, right? So right. four through eight. Um, I think we're all separated by maybe two, three games. Um, and so, you know, as you, you start putting a little run together coming out of the all-star break and the schedule will get a little bit more favorable for us. It's going to be home heavy, which the magic have been good at home this season. I think for a young basketball team, I think, uh, all those things can help build momentum. There's no question about it. Jeff Turner, our guest, he is the color analyst for the Orlando Magic. You can hear him on Bally Sports Florida. So with the Orlando Magic facing the Atlanta Hawks tonight, in your opinion, what are the keys to victory for Orlando coming off of the second half of a back-to-back? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it, it is tough. We didn't get into uh, Atlanta until about 3 a.m. I think it was a late start uh, in Detroit because they had a hockey game before, so we didn't get a start till 8, right. 7 o'clock game uh, this evening. So, um, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see Atlanta's, uh, got some, uh, key injuries. I I'm, uh, looking at the injury report and it looks like Trey young will not play tonight. Mm. Um, so, you know, you catch a, maybe catch a little bit of a, a, a break there. Um, but this Atlanta team, um, you know, we, we've lost two to them, uh, and they've come down to the wire and DeJounte Murray has hit a couple of big shots, right. uh, against us. Um, but I think the big thing is really from an offensive standpoint, really much like we've done on this trip, not settling for uh, a lot of long jumpers, really trying to get to the paint and take advantage uh, of, of the physicality of the game. This the Orlando Magic team is a very physical, aggressive, defensive team. Um, when you're playing, a, you know, the Hawks are you know, for their, their record, you look at them, you know, being eight games under 500, they're still the, you know, the fourth leading scoring team over 120 points a game. Um, but so I think it's really going to be on the defensive end, that physicality 
that the Magic bring is going to be important tonight. A couple more for Jeff Turner. He is the color analyst for the Orlando Magic on Bally Sports Florida. I got to ask <clears> – <throat> sorry. I have to ask you. You were on the team just a, a, a few years ago. Um, and by a, a few, few, a few, a few, <laughs> few years ago with uh, Shaq and Penny and, and Brian Shaw was on Paul George's um, podcast and he's, he spoke on Penny and he said, if Penny would have had a longer career that wasn't heavy laden by injuries, he may have been a guy that we would have put in the conversation with Kobe, with Michael and with other guys like that, who we put in the GOAT conversation. You were on that team. You saw Penny, you saw Shaq, you saw that whole dynamic do you agree with Brian Shaw about Penny Hardaway could have been one of those guys we put in the GOAT conversation had he stayed healthy? I, I, I do. Um, you know, just from, you know, being with him day to day, uh, you know, people, you know, forget how quickly, you know, uh, uh, in our rise, you know, obviously Shaquille was the impetus to everything uh, right. that we did when he joined the team. I mean, he changed, you know, uh, just the whole dynamic of the team, but getting Penny Hardaway and watching him uh, grow in that environment. I mean, he's a first team all NBA player, like his second or third year. I mean, he, he could do everything at, at his size that, you know, six, seven, six, eight, the ability to, to shoot the basketball from range to get to the basket. Uh, he was a terrific defender. Um, I, I really, you know, it's just one of those stories where, and you see it where the injuries kind of start creeping in and it forces a, a young player to begin to change his game. You lose a little bit of your athleticism. I, I agree with Brian. I, I think, um, you know, if he's not sidetracked by those, um, you know, if he's having a 13, 14-year solid, healthy NBA career, yeah, we, we might be talking about him in the same vein. What was the, a memory that you had that, is like your favorite memory being on that Orlando Magic team. I mean, you had so many personalities. You had oh, Shaq yeah. and Dennis Scott. Penny's the quiet one, but you have Chris Rock <laughs> and Little Penny there. What What was your yeah. favorite memory being a part of uh, of that bunch that you know ultimately went to an NBA Finals? Unfortunately, you guys lost, but I, there had to be some great memories there, Jeff. Oh, there's so many. I mean, you know, I, I, I tell people it, it, it just so the, the the thing is is like so I was a part of the original Magic teams right the expansion right. and yeah. so um, you know we were just I, I described us uh, you know and I'm not including Nick Anderson and Dennis Scott but the rest of us you know we were castoffs by other teams you know we were uh, unprotected I was a free agent I had gone over to play in Italy after uh, not having such a great start <laughs> in with the New Jersey Nets over right. three years. So we were just a collection of guys, and then we get Shaq and Penny, and then, you know, like, within five years from the founding of the franchise, we're, like, the hottest ticket in yeah. the NBA, and, yeah. like, the the crowds and, uh, you know, just traveling. I, I tell people it's like, it's like traveling uh, as part of a rock band, you know, it's the only right. thing I imagine. I mean, the, the people... Uh, always, you know, waiting for us at the hotels, cars following us, our bus to the airports. Um, it was just, uh, it was just uh, an amazing change, you know, so quickly. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, you know, we had great personalities, so it made right. it even more fun. Final one for Jeff Turner. He is the color analyst for Bally Sports Florida. Before I let you go, um, so you could get started here with the day as you guys prepare to face the 
Atlanta Hawks. What's more important, in your opinion, for this Orlando Magic team? Is it is it getting into the playoffs, period, whether that be via the play-in or them getting in just outright, or do you think that it would serve them better to get into the playoffs avoiding the play-in game? Well, I think anytime you can avoid the play in, I think you're, you're, you know, you're, you're helping yourself, obviously, you know, I mean, you, you saw Miami was able to do it, make a run last year, but you know, you play, you know, one, two play in games, you start the following weekend. So there's no time to prepare. So obviously I think the goal should be to get to at least that six spot and avoid the play in, but yeah. for this young magic team, they just, you know, and, and, and I think they will obviously the way they're playing. They need to get in. They need to experience what playoff basketball is and grow from there. But I think where we are right now and everything, I think finishing the season, the goal has to be uh, six or better um, so that, you know, you, you, you're in that run and, you, you're, you know, you've got a little time to prepare before the playoffs start. Absolutely. That is Jeff Turner, 10-year NBA vet and is the color analyst for the Orlando Magic on Bally Sports Florida. He will be on the call as the Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks tonight. So thank you so much, Mr. Turner, for coming on the program, and we definitely will be watching tonight and hope for another Orlando Magic win. That sounds good. You guys call me anytime, but please, I am Jeff, not Mr. Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you told me you told me that yesterday, and I, I'm, know, I'm still doing it. I'm so, I've been in the South too long, so everything is sir. I hear you. <laughs> so, I hear you. Absolutely, but take care. Uh, take right. care, Jeff. Okay, all right. That's Jeff Turner. That had to be an incredible Orlando Magic team. Man, man I, was, I enjoyed that. This picture over here just brings back memories. Man, I was Orlando just back a little in the bit day. too late. Man. Give us your favorite memories of the Orlando Magic if you are an Orlando Magic fan at 641-1010 on the text line. When we come back, let's, let's dig a little deeper into this. Who's going to be the face of the NBA? Is it going to be someone who is who is from across the water? Is it no longer going to be an American-born player who is the face of the NBA? Something that really hasn't happened. I'm trying to think about it before we go to break. I don't think there's ever been an international player who was the face of the NBA. Could we have one in this era? We'll talk about it next. 1010XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville, your courtside on Open Gym on 1010XL. The basketball show for the basketball fan. Thank you to Jeff Turner for joining us on the program, giving us some insight into the magic as they prepare to face the Atlanta Hawks tonight. We'll have that game on 1010XL and 92.5 FM on the AM side, pregame, in-game, postgame, beginning at 6.30. Jake Chapman will be on the call. We have some text. The first time on this show, we have some text. The 4479 says, my favorite Orlando Magic moment is when DJ Augustine hit that game winner against the Raptors. I was going crazy. I had Orlando winning that series. Fortunately, they would lose to the Raptors, but DJ Augustine, quiet is kept. I love him as part of that Orlando Magic team. He was, he was spectacular for that Orlando Magic team. He, along with Aaron Gordon, Vucevic was still on that team. That was a great win. That was a great first win for 
the Orlando Magic in that playoff series. I think they got in as a as an eight or a seven that year. Tough year for them, however, getting into the playoffs and winning game one, silencing the crowd in Jurassic Park, north of the border. What an incredible game. Another surprise for you guys. Casey? I love me, surprises. Give me a number. Uh, Two. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a ticket giveaway. I love tickets. On the 27th against the Nets. And be sure that you can go to this game. Please. Caller number two, 641-1010 at 12.40. Call in at 12.40 in just about two minutes. Caller number two at 12.40. We are gifting you two tickets to the Magic game as they host the Nets on the 27th of February. Okay. So, before we had Jeff Turner on, we talked about who is potentially going to be the face of the NBA. And there are a lot of guys, there are a lot of names that you could throw out there. And I don't think you could be wrong with any one of them. But there has to be a want to, to be the face of the NBA, of the National Basketball Association. Michael Jordan wanted to be the face. And if he didn't want to, well... This guy was out of the league for a year and a half, and the NBA loved him so much. Him trying to get back into the league, they had a whole movie based around him, which is one of probably everyone's favorite movie growing up, Space Jam. He wasn't even in the league at that point. I think he was just straddling his way back into the league. They made a whole movie surrounding Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant followed in those footsteps. The NBA was trying to figure out who was going to be the next Jordan. And at the top, we said Grant Hill has told the story many of times. The NBA was saying, I think it could be Grant. Grant came into the league. And for those of you guys who love this era a lot and love LeBron James, I would suggest maybe watching Grant Hill in these Detroit Piston days. My goodness, what a talent. By the time he got to Orlando, his his foot and his ankle, he was having trouble with that because he wanted to play for the Pistons and was playing on injuries that maybe he shouldn't have. And Isaiah Thomas said that. He said, I wish I would have gotten in the way of that to tell you to sit out. Grant Hill didn't want to be that. Then you had a lot of other guys. I mean, yeah, Shaq was there. Shaq was the big personality, that big kid, and he was in that argument of being – a guy who could be the face of the NBA. Allen Iverson was the face for a while, MVP of the league. Kobe Bryant, for nearly a decade, the face of the NBA. It's always been American-born players. Are we now going to have to shift our attention to the international Players, here's a problem, though. One is saying he doesn't concern himself about wanting to be the face. And it's kind of an odd thing for him to say because I don't know whether or not him saying, I don't concern myself with being the face of the NBA is saying that he doesn't want to be the face of the NBA. But if you... Look at it from my standpoint. I'm saying this guy won at the game of life. 
from the humble beginnings now to being an NBA champion. He's certainly probably going to go down as one of the greatest bucks of all time when his career is said and done if he spends his entire career in Milwaukee. Multiple-time All-Star. Do, does he want to be the face of the league? I mean, every commercial that I see, you're going to see Giannis on it. Nikola Jokic loves horses. He loves to joke around, too, has that sarcasm, deadpan energy. But does he want to be the face of the NBA? Does he want to be the guy that if an alien were to come down on Earth and say, for the fate of your world, I got to face the face of your league? Jokic may say, I'm out. I love basketball. I'm very good at it, but I'm not looking to be the face. Shea could be a guy. Quiet as kept. Shea could be a guy coming from Canada. He may be one of those faces. Here's one of my biggest questions. Why doesn't anyone want to be the face? You hear J.J. Redick also put out another name, and he's had a great season, but I think it's a little bit too early. Tyrese Halliburton. I think we may need to see it just for a couple of more years before you put him in the category of face of the NBA. Same with Anthony Edwards. And when J.J. Redick says you have to be able to win, Jason Tatum now becomes that guy that you put in the pantheon of if he wins this year, wins finals MVP, maybe win NBA MVP with Joel Embiid no longer being the guy that can win it because he didn't play 65 games. Is that the guy who we have as the face of the entire league? Does he want that? I just brought his name up. Does Joel Embiid want to be that guy? Does Joel Embiid love the NBA and love the league that much where he says, yep, I want to be the face? There just seems to be something that comes with that. More interviews, more commercials, more, more opportunities to do things outside of the NBA. That field just doesn't seem to be there. And this can be a thing of where you're saying, well, I'll play on the floor and I'll let the fans and the media decide whether or not I'm the face. We saw this in the All-Star game. There's nobody, including LeBron James, that wanted to be the guy to say, listen, I'm going to take over and show why I am the face of the NBA. Kevin Garnett, in an interview with Paul Pierce, he brought that up. He put that out there. Where guys like Gary Payton and those old heads would come out and say, hey, we gave, we gave the fans the first half. The second half, it's money time now. Put up or shut up time. That 2001 All-Star game, I have watched the stuffing out of it since we last talked. Iverson and Marbury lead that comeback, but did you, if you watch Kobe in the final moments of that, Kobe took it serious and showed why he was one of the great young talents in the NBA. I think he was only 22. 
and showed why he was the great young talents in the NBA. I'm going to finish this game for the West. We, we were up by 15-20. Now we're getting into those final moments. Let me show how clutch I am. Where, where was that in this All-Star game? And you want to tell me a guy like Anthony Edwards could be the face? He's a very good player. Very good player. I love watching him. But I don't know if he does that want to. Do I want to? Do it? It's like you talking to your parents. Do I have to? Do I have to be? It's an, inter it's an interesting discussion to have, and I'm glad that they had it on ESPN. But when you talk about influential guys who are the faces of the league, and I don't agree with Shannon Sharp, where it has to be a guy that, you know, is is married and this clean bill of health. I'm, you know, LeBron James and Bill Russell maybe be the only two guys who are the faces of the league. If anybody has any dirt on either one of those two guys, let me know. I, it just seemed like nothing ever got out. For those guys. And as great as they were on the court, they were equally as great off. Hey, if if you think about it, baseball kind of went through a similar right. It did. Uh, you know, when Jeter left. And, you know, Mike Trout, he was one of those that said he didn't want it. And it, it kind of feels like there isn't just one. There's going to be so many. I mean, why not have a collective? Well, you've always had collectives in the NBA, you've always had a collective. Look at the 90s. It was Jordan. There was, it was Grant Hill. Kobe, it was a little bit too early. Shaq was there. Magic Johnson gives Penny Hardaway the rub when he's playing in the rookie-sophomore game. He said, if you want to see the next Magic, there he is. He's right there. But when it, when it came to winning time, it just seemed like there was something that separated MJ from everybody else. This is going to be the guy. In 1992, really helped. The Barcelona games really helped. But there was, it's him. It's him. And it's not like we don't have other players. David Robinson, Patrick Ewing. They're all here. Jordan leads the charge. Isaiah Thomas, as much as he made beef with Michael Jordan, says, listen, a lot of us are still getting paid, and we've been out the league for years. We're still getting paid behind Mike. Would this game be a global game without MJ? That's what makes MJ the face of the 90s, the Bulls, the team of the 90s. Go back to the 80s. Yeah, you had Magic, you had Bird, but Isaiah Thomas was also there. Dr. J was also there, and Dr. J was one of the first NBA players to really be marketed as a talent for the face of, of the NBA, these are one of those guys that we want to put on front street and say this is one of our ambassadors of the NBA. Magic and Bird, we credit for saving the league when the league had a, a bad drug problem and guys were coming into the league out of shape. And Magic and Bird, Boston, L.A., the media had it all there right in front of them. But you had a collective. My era in the 2000s, my. Goodness. Kobe, Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson, Shaquille O'Neal. Then you bring in a new wave, Shaq. Um, Shaq was also there. But then this new wave of, of LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade. 
Derrick Rose there for a spell. Looked to be one of the faces of the NBA. Kobe takes what Jordan had already stirred in the pot and added more to it. And it was going to be understood by everyone in the league that this is Kobe's league until said otherwise. Why don't players do that today? There's going to be a collective. That's what Casey said. There's going to be a collective. I keep naming them. And there's going to be international players now in that mix. From Joel Embiid to Anthony Edwards, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Tyrese Halliburton, John Morant, if he can turn it around next season, because essentially you're going to have to say this season's a wash. So if he comes back next season and he does what he does, But who's that guy that's going to say, this is my league until said otherwise? I don't know who that guy is yet. But there is a collection of talent that is there. Who's going to push themselves away from the pack? Do they want to do that? Are there guys that are saying essentially they won at the game of life? And anything else other than that is just gravy at this point? Could Paulo Bancaro be there? I, we just spoke to Jeff Turner. Could Paulo Bancaro be a guy that we say is the face of the league in the next few years? If Orlando turns this whole thing around, and now they're not being a guy, a, a team who's going into the playoffs via the playing game, they're now getting in there as a top four seed every year. Paulo Bancaro is now a multiple time All Star. Win it, win it all, win the entire thing. Win because it. and you have a JJ Redick is saying. That's what it's going to have to imply to winning the entire thing. Is Paulo Bancaro now that guy? We would love it here in Florida. Who? Let me know. 641-1010 on the text line. When we come back, we'll wrap up another great show of Open Gym here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Back to the action on Open Gym on 1010XL. I can't wait until the NBA gets back on NBC. I can't wait. But then, me being a guy who is more of an old head, although, as I've said in previous shows, this is my era. Even though I'm an old head. Old soul. Old soul. I, I, I want... I want the NBA on NBC back, but you're not giving me like Tom Tolbert and Bob Costas and Marv Albert. No, you're not giving me that. I'm sorry. But I will be excited when it, when it does come back. Speaking of coming back, welcome back to the Open Gym on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Whoever won the tickets for the Nets game, congratulations. Congrats. But ladies and gentlemen, we do have another ticket giveaway. Ooh, I love tickets. On the 29th, against the Jazz. That's uh, this coming up, 29th, okay? February 29th, we are going to have the Orlando Magic here in Orlando facing off against the Utah Jazz. Caller number five, in honor of Paolo. Caller number five, 641-1010 at 1 o'clock. One o'clock, call in those tickets 
are yours. Yeah, you call me at the end of the show and you got some tickets. Get to see uh, John Stockton play, right? <laughs> the mailman, Carl Malone. You get to see him too, right? Oh! What? Oh! No? Oh. The, they aren't there no more? Oh, man. Dang it. That's the last. Well, no, no, no. I was going to say, when's the last time the Jazz been, have been good? But remember those Darren Williams teams? Remember Darren Williams and John Stockton? Not John Stockton. Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer? Remember those teams? Remember Muggsy Bugs? Mm. Muggsy. I don't think he was ever on. Mark Jackson was a part. Oh, no, I was just I was oh, just dude. recanting some old some old players, <laughs> you know, Muggsy. He was he was the he was the Jose Altuve of, of basketball. Ah, yes. Jose Altuve. Wow. Here's my thing. Here's another name that I'll put out there before we before we close out. Victor Wimbenyama. Had a great game against the Lakers. I think the, the second youngest player to have a five by five. Um, could he be one of those faces as well? Could he be that guy in the NBA that is going to be the face? The league is it's growing. The league is expanding. Who's the face? We'll talk about that next week along with, is it time to end the GOAT debate? We'll find that out. For Casey Dobson, I'm RJ Saunders. That's this me. has been another episode of Open Gym. We will see you next week at 11 on 10 to XL and 92.5 FM. Have a great day, everybody. Make sure to call in at the end of this show, 1 o'clock, for them tickets to see the Orlando Magic. 641-1010. Don't forget 904.